Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Love About Town, a podcast where two brown nerds discuss sex, dating, and relationships in an attempt to become better people. As always, you have me, your host, Kenise Mobley, and... Your boy, Rohan, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the pod this week. This week, we talk about adjusting to pandemic life, having empathy and being proactive about your feelings with your partner, and the Pope's ideas on spirituality and sex with our wonderful guest, past guest of the podcast, comedian Mike Kaplan. So yeah, rate, review, subscribe, and we love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Now, Mike Kaplan. It's nice to see you again, Mike. I feel like- the last time I saw you was when we uh, is when we did the recording of the last pod. That yeah. makes sense. It's been yeah. a while. I think yeah. I've seen you at a show, but who knows? Did you go to Mass? Did you stay go to Jersey? Did you stay in did you stay in Park Slope? Uh still in Park Slope. Yes. Hell yeah. Nice. Do you dude. like it? Uh yeah, our home is nice. Rini and I are happy in our home and uh, yeah, I, I like it better than uh, leaving and being in fear. Yeah. yeah. True. That makes sense. That makes sense. And how long yeah. have you been living with your, is it girlfriend? Is it, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rini is my girlfriend, though I have joked mm-hmm. uh, about the fact that we are now technically common law married because the pandemic has lasted one billion years. So yes. we've been <laughs> living together for the last six months, AKA a billion years. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, but we, she, she had moved into this building where I have lived for, since around 2015. She moved in in 2017. So we've been living together for three, almost three and a half years. Fantastic. Oh, so this is like nothing. You're already, you're, this is nothing new. No, oh no. Uh, be, living with my girlfriend is nothing new. In fact, even before the pandemic. So we moved, we were, I think, Kanisa, you've been to my home. I have. Uh, to do my podcast. You walked up to the third floor where we used to live. Yes. Uh, but we moved to the ground floor to a garden apartment in October. Ooh. That would be great, a great move for when two months later, Rini broke her ankle. And <gasps> then really couldn't move at all. And so the idea of going up, up and even just up, to the bathroom was a stretch. Right. Uh, so having, if she ever had to go up and down stairs, we're like, what, what, gra- by the grace of God, we, <laughs> what a blessing that before, like if only God had granted like a not, bro- well, the ankle was gonna break. So we're gonna, but good news that we're yeah. in the downstairs apartment, which then uh, her ankle healed essentially enough right when the pandemic began. So we're like, we've had a lot of practice. Oh. Her not leaving, me not leaving. She's like more mobile now than then ever since breaking the ankle. So right. uh, that's a good deal. And we have a bigger kitchen here, which was our one of our plans when we moved in here. It's a, a little more expensive, but we're like, we'll eat out less. We'll cook more. We didn't yeah. start doing that until we're like, now we have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's literally a matter of life and death if we cook. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like that this entire world thing has just like supported your budgeting tactics. Like it's yeah, uh, yeah. I'm there's a lot of I, I I certainly don't want any of this to be cut and pasted out of context. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. It's really working out for us. <laughs> turns out. And my girlfriend's ankle broke, but mine didn't break. <laughs> I'm a sociopath. <laughs> well, now that you're on the garden level, do you also have access to the outside? Yes, that is another oh. sincere, uh, I've, I've started using the word blessing in a way, a mm -hmm. light in this situation that like during the, when the weather is nice, or even like now it started getting a little cooler. So I'll sit outside and work there. I call it my nature office. Like, nice. Oh, you know, nice. Read and write, email and comedy and uh, podcasts and things. And it's nice. It kind of gives us uh, an extra room. Uh, yeah. Yeah, to, for us to be uh, leading our own individual lives, mm -hmm. uh, and then you know be in the same place when we want to be. Hell yeah, yeah that's so nice. Oh, to yeah. Have an outdoor area. That's kind of something that I wish I had in my apartment. It's like, yeah, it'd be so nice to just like be able to step like, especially like now when the weather is like like a little bit milder, just to like step out and like read or write or like work or like just do stuff. And then you feel nice while you're doing it. Like it helps motivate you. It's so fucking hard to motivate yourself during this pandemic to do mm -hmm. anything. And so like being outside and like feeling like you're a part of something while working is nice. Do you have a window? Do I have a window? I do uh, in my bedroom and it faces the street and it's, it's okay. It's fine. It, there's some natural light and sometimes I'll sit by there and write, but that's not yet. You just stick it's, your head out idea. that window once in a while. Yeah. Like, ah, and like just write with your hand. Yeah. Like, ah. yeah. I'll sit there. I'll like read. I'll like read next to it sometimes, and I'll mm. just be like, "No, this is not." <laughs> I tried to write on my fire escape once, and just because like I don't have like you can't put a table out there. It was just like mm -hmm. kind of writing on my knees, and I was like hunched over in this way. And they just opened a taco restaurant under me, and so the sidewalk is covered in people all the time and it's just like i don't want to like have someone staring up at my butt i just this is i'll just stay inside yeah. it's fine is it is it different because you and because you you were you were touring you're doing shows every night of the week you're like you were like out and about like you know you and Kenise both like is out and about doing shit and now you're like just kind of stuck at home how did that how, how was like that adjustment in your relationship it's i mean it is very different as mm -hmm. your question uh, presupposes, supposes, yeah. and gets correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like it used to be, that sometimes when I would travel, uh, Rini would come with me, which was always very nice. Oh, that's nice. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah, like we, we, she came with me to Edinburgh when I went there for the month in 2018. And we wow. were going to go back this year. So right. instead of being in the same place over there, we're in the same place over here. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, a thing, I don't know if I've shared this with you, but there's a thing that I heard about, you know, they say that distance, you know, makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. And I feel that there's a, an analogy that distance is like the wind that I've heard in a relationship, that it will extinguish a small flame, but it will fan a great fire. Yes. And uh, oh, I, I want to be sensitive wow. also during this time. There are actual many fires. <laughs> yeah, there are fires. Legitimately <laughs> being fanned. Yeah. I am so sorry. <laughs> little fan a great dumpster fire. And, yeah. Um, but I think that in during these times, you know, there's there's lots of jokes and also reality to couples 
being in a in enclosed spaces for longer amounts of time and yeah. like time and space are operating differently for couples than they once did and they're like oh are there going to be a lot of babies in nine months are there going to be a lot of divorces immediately right. are there going to be a lot of people like running away what, what's going to happen and i do think <laughs> like distance i think that long distance and short distance might be in sim similarly affected that like we i'm grateful that our relationship is what it is and because we're you know we kind of have to be around each other all the time but also we get to and yeah we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're grateful to find you know to allow each other the space when we can and want to take it but that we're like i'm like well we're here we're buddies we're roomies we're we're friends we're pals we we love each other we're and but if your relationship you know if you normally need need more space because you're like this is you know sometimes right. too much uh, it could do like the flame, I think the, the flames, the smaller or less intense, or, you know, whichever, some flames <laughs> will get extinguished and some plant flames will be fanned. And ours is, I think, being fanned. To yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Metaphor. Yeah. Cause it's just so, it's just, you don't have your independence on your own time and on your, so more importantly on your own terms, like, right. It's, it's like, that was, that's more of the, the, the issue with the pandemic is that like, you don't get to, you don't get, there's no independence on your own term whatsoever. And so, yeah, navigating that initially is difficult, but oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That's such a great analogy, the wind. Yeah, I really like that. Um, but I will ask, have you, like your partner, does she normally work from an office or does she normally work from home such that you guys have seen each other working? Um, or is it like a thing where like suddenly now you're encountering like new work person? Uh, great question. So she, before the 2018 Edinburgh trip, she worked uh, in a store mm -hmm. uh, and for that, she left that job uh, partially because she, I mean, because she wanted to and she left it at the time that she did so that she could come to Edinburgh with me mm -hmm. and then took less than a year off, but had, you know, took some time off to uh, read, I don't know, 70 classic novels. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and many other books as well. And just to, because she felt at the time, like working uh, was like a, a obstructive, obtrusive, you know, to, to the spirit in a way. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, capitalism and uh, <laughs> uh, frustrations and challenges yeah. and monstrosities. But, uh, so she had begun uh, a new job uh, at, at a certain point last year and it she would sometimes be in a place sometimes she would do some things from home uh, mm -hmm. sometimes she would travel but then when she broke her ankle it, she became unable to do you know all of the things that involve leaving the home right so then the pandemic hit and so I'm not actually even sure what is going on mm -hmm. with that business but mm -hmm. she's she's still in the transitional phase so she mm -hmm. she was home a lot of the time before yeah and now she's home a lot of the time so that aspect for our relationship and our lives has not okay yeah changed like and particularly right before the pandemic it was like she was home uh with the broken ankle in ways sometimes needing me to help her and care for her and you know bring her things and do do yeah. the various things that you know some of which she would do uh around the home errand wise and so now it's like we're both i i the analogy i feel she has we've we've talked about it, but i think it was maybe her doing unless she doesn't like me saying this that <laughs> she is more cat-like and i am more dog-like okay uh and so uh, 
naturally, like, I'm more like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what? yeah. Hey, like, I, I love you. Is this and she's like, I love you. And also, uh, you know, I'm gonna lie, lie here for a little and sit here and do my own thing and read a book like a cat, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like cats do, yes, yes. Right. So now, I mean, it's a, an ongoing, you know, ever flowing equilibrium that you get to like learn about, uh, you know, yourself and your partner that like, mm-hmm. you know, if you, when there are things to say, like I, I naturally say more things uh, <laughs> and she has, when she, she'll speak when she has things to say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll speak when I don't have things to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my job. That's my yeah. art. And so I have, you know, other outlets, like when I'm sitting outside, like I will talk to friends, I will, mm. you know, do a lot of podcasts, I will uh, do my own podcast, I will email a lot of people, like, so, but I, so we both have our own, like, usually the days begin with uh, me going outside and, you know, doing my own everything for a while, yeah. and then depending, usually like, by the nighttime, we have re- rejoined and, uh, uh, re-communed and uh, and so obviously throughout the day we are seeing each other here and there and we might have uh, a fun a fun conversation a meaningful conversation but like the unofficial uh, structure is like you know the morning is for us to both wake up and do our own individual things and mm-hmm. then throughout the day uh, I guess I realize now it's sort of like a uh, an now it's analogical it's like an analogy to uh, our lives. Like we started our lives alone, individually doing our yeah. own thing. Damn. Eventually found each other and came together. Uh-huh. And, uh, and now as we head into the afternoon and evening of our uh-huh. lives, uh, yeah. in the afternoon and evening is when we more uh, during the day spend time together and engage uh, unless we don't want to. That's so terrifying. Like, I, yeah, dude, agree. I just, Thinking of myself right now in the afternoon of my life versus ah. in the morning of my life, oh my god! And it's accurate. I'm like it's very accurate. I, if I break my life into thirds, I'm now in this middle third. Squarely I mean, in this middle third. Haha. If I if I may also, I, so I'm I'm about to turn forty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm older than y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and. I remember when I turned 38, I learned online that that was at the time, a couple years ago, uh, the age at which in America, you are older than half of America and you are younger than half of America. Uh So now, I mean, unless there could be like vast medical technologies that keep older people alive more or who knows what happens (laughs) with babies, but it seems like (laughs) I'm going to stay on this side as I continue to get older. Like, I remember... Uh, there's a woman, Nora Panahi, do you know her? She's a comic in Boston. Yeah. Uh, she opened for a show I did once at BU. And I remember she was, she was in college at BU. So she was, you know, 21 at most at the time. Mm -hmm. And she had a joke about, you know, it being good to be younger in some way than older. And I remember I came out and I, like, my legitimate thought about it is like, 
when you're younger, you're not guaranteed to get older. When you're <laughs> older, you are guaranteed to have been younger. So yeah. like, if everything ended, then yeah. like if you're older, you lived more. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I am grateful for all of the life that I have lived, everything that I have been fortunate enough to experience and mm -hmm. continue to. Like I'm I'm not done. I'm not planning on being good. But I mean, right now we're just like, what is going to happen? I'm like, well, I guess I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate right now to be able to have this time uh, to not be concerned about food, you know, to have a loved yeah. one that I live with. There's so many people that would be very happy to have these boxes all checked off in the ways like, like Rohan's not even happy with his window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I should be, I should be, uh, put in, on the list of blessings, windows, windows should be closer towards the top of the blessings. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. I, uh, I learned a thing recently that it's, I don't know who, whose rule it is or whose guideline, yeah. but you know, when you, when you're offering a, an example of somebody doing something well, mm -hmm. uh, use another person as an example. Be like, look at this person who's not me doing this thing well. Yeah. Uh, and then when you're offering an example of something like, you know, a tale of caution to be like, ooh, don't do this. Like that offer yourself and be like, I, I made a mistake. I'll try not to do this. And so here I was, I feel like in the spirit of that, I just threw Rohan under the bus. Like, look, no, I, no, I love it. An outdoor area. I've been doing it all wrong this whole time. I'm so sorry. No. But uh, Mike, you're, doing, you're doing your best. I love getting my balls busted. So please do not. <laughs> do not i like love it so <laughs> so please no no don't worry about that no but it's so funny you say that because i do that i like have internalized that but i internalize it because of uh, i want people to like me and not for this beautiful i'm not gonna say therapeutic but it was just like it's just like a beautiful reason to to say that it's just like very that's a very nice way of thinking about things mm -hmm. when you're talking about other people praise them and then when you have a cautionary tale reflect inward and talk about that on yourself and I always thought, I was like, yeah, I do that because I hate myself. But <laughs> I don't do that. And now I know that I should. Yeah, and that, and <laughs> so I was, I was like, like critiquing other people. But it's actually like... the right thing to do <laughs> yeah, okay, to help no. people feel comfortable. And it's, yep, it's to provide the perspective in your life that you need. It's like, yes, it sure I, is. <laughs> I do think, and here's the thing. I think that uh, none of these are absolute rules. And there's circumstances in which, of like, course. I think it is certainly valuable for your own self. Like, Kenise, yeah. when you... Uh, big up yourself like that's good to do healthily like mm -hmm. for yourself for your self-esteem for you know it's a way to also then as long as you're you're probably not going around to everyone that you ever meet and saying like I am good and you are not you know yeah. <laughs> but like having that attitude is probably like helpful and be like oh this is look at this confident person look at this you know self-assured person and like with Rohan they don't have the chance to think the opposite because he's just being so nice that you're like oh, look at this nice person <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like the secret is kind of Rohan that it's it's not necessarily an either or yeah. situation like am I doing this because it's healthy and kind and compassionate and mm -hmm. valuable or am I doing it such that people will respond positively yes. like hey here's here's a secret if you're nice to people, 
they might like you. I'm like, I'm just tricking them because I want people to like me. I'm only being nice because I want people to feel good. And that makes me feel good. And then we both feel good. And this whole thing is going to topple over at any moment. Welcome to the Love About Pounds therapy. This is is literally the conversation I have with my therapist. He's like, why do you think of things as an either or all the time? It's either all or nothing with you. And then it's like, and I'm always like, because that's my brain. That's the way my brain works. I don't know. He's like, you have to unlearn this behavior. And this is a very, this is a very nice reminder of that. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. My it, friend uh, Gus is mm-hmm. a dialectical behavioral therapist uh, or behavior therapist. It's DBT. Is yeah, I've, never, I've heard of CBT, but I've never yeah, What is DBT? DBT? Explain yeah. that. DBT is a subset of cognitive behavior Oh, okay. 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 Uh, and so... Uh, one of the things, a dialectic is, for example, like a, two things that might seem that they are conflicting, but mm-hmm. that are actually, uh, you know, potentially both true a- yeah. and that we need, we, it's, our, it's valuable for us to emotionally acknowledge. So, for example, there's a, a Zen master, Shunryu Suzuki, who said a thing I like, which is basically, he said to his students, you are all perfect exactly as you are and could stand some improvement. And that... <laughs> yeah. That is true of like all of us, everything, you know, you were a baby, you didn't choose that, you, you didn't choose the things that happened to you, you hardly even, you barely choose the things that you think, like you can, you know, if there's any choice, it's in how we, you know, deal with what we're thinking and what, what is coming at us and what is coming out of us, but that we're all doing our best you know, mm-hmm. to get to everything that's happened to you, you're, you're in every moment you do the thing that you think is the best thing to do or the thing you feel, you just, you do a thing. And so you've been doing your best this whole time, as yes. perfect as possible this whole time. And also, we can, of course, continue to learn and grow and evolve and improve and get better. So there's things like, how could I be my best if I could also get better? You're like, well, today you're better than yesterday, so yeah. that's the best. And tomorrow, you can hopefully be better than today, and that's the best. That's how you snarky no, – there's nobody here. There's a straw person <laughs> argument. <That's, laughs> not, not you. I'm pointing right at you and looking yeah. at you and talking to you. But not you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I will say acknowledging that deeply has made me feel so much better mm-hmm. just the like I am doing my best what my best is has gotten better and yeah. I will continue to evolve and I don't have to be the very pinnacle best until I die I don't have to do yeah that'll be hopefully a high point but, no, yeah. you're totally right. That that perspective is very important. You don't really realize how much you like. Not to bring this back to stand up, but like a, like you watch your like old stand up. Like I, my girl, my girlfriend, I didn't send her a tape of my stand up, and I just was like, if you can Google and find it, go ahead. And yeah. she did, but she Google and found something that I didn't even think was on the internet, and so and it was just like an old thing, and she sent it to me. And I ended up watching a little bit of it. And I was like, wow, I cannot believe how much better I've gotten since this, this, this video. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I didn't know. And you just like, don't know. You, you, it took that to, for me to realize, to like say something nice about myself and to realize, oh, you actually have been growing and have been getting better. And you're capable of it, even on the days that you don't think that you are, because you've been actually doing it this whole time. Yeah. Um, so that's like very nice. I don't know if that's the same thing you were talking about, but it it's is. very related. <laughs> it's what it's I'm, yeah, it's certainly, because like, I, I always think of it as like the, 
the stock market is not a good example. I just mean like a line graph, but uh-huh. yeah. like a graph where it's like, if you're looking at these like small individual like days as a point on the graph, it looks like it's going up and down, but kind of staying the same. But then when you zoom out, you can see the overall progressing yeah. like upwards of the trend. Uh, so every day I have to be like, okay, you might feel shitty about this week, but like zoom out, just zoom out just a little bit. You're still yeah. on that upward trajectory. That's what that's what I feel like as a friend. That's my good quality as a friend. What other people, I never do it for myself, but for okay. other people, I'm always like, but look where you were before. You're doing so much. You're just too close to it because you're doing it on a day-to-day basis, mm. blah, blah, blah. You got to see the 10,000-foot view, and you're doing great, and don't get too, too down on yourself. It's just so freaking easy to get down it's on so yourself. It's so easy. And thank Real you for high. being that friend because you've been <laughs> that friend to me. Yeah, if anyone looking for yeah, exactly. That's that's what I offer in a friendship, everybody. <laughs> can I can I offer you something, Rohan? Please, Mike, uh, absolutely. What I recommend to you is to uh do exactly what you say to your friends for yourself. Yes, so that's exactly. my advice. Like Shane mm-hmm. Moss, uh mm-hmm. comedian friend, has yes. a, a wonderful thing that he has said. I don't know if it's a joke, but he I just remember him saying it, uh, that when you're a kid, you you're taught like, hey, like treat other people the way that you want to be treated. Like, don't don't punch other people because you don't want to be punched, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want, yeah. Be nice to people mm-hmm. because you want them to be nice to you. But as an adult, we have to learn, hey, treat yourself the way that you would treat <laughs> yes. your friends. Yes, like, you're, you're totally. not gonna be you're not gonna yell at your friend for forgetting their keys like they're <laughs> the biggest moron in the world. Like, why would you like treat yourself at least as good as you treat like a person that you love? Don't you don't you deserve the same love that mm-hmm. you, a loving friend, lavish upon a loving friend? And it is, of course, hard to do. It's very it's much easier, uh, but Turn that same, turn that compassion upside dashing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I thought I'd have it by the end. But I didn't. <laughs> uh, do you guys, do you Not, know uh, uh, Brene Brown? Uh, yes. Oh, man. Do we know Brene Brown? Yeah. yeah. Did, you, uh, did you watch her? We, we just watched her on Russell Brand's podcast. And, no, oh, I didn't see oh. that. Oh, it's great. Uh, she talks about, you know, compassion research and that yeah. the, the, compassion, the most compassionate people are the people first with the best boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also they are the people who are most likely to agree that other people are doing the best that they can. Mm. And, yeah. and she said that I didn't even always feel this way. She's like, I, so I clearly wasn't always at, like I'm getting more compassionate because she told yeah. a story about being out with some friends and that she was like, do you, I'm doing this research. Like, do you think that people are doing their best? And her friend's like, no, people are not doing their best. Like, yeah, that's right. People aren't doing their best. They could do better. And then her friend's like, yeah, like women who, when they, they start breastfeeding, but then they stop and they just use formula because they want to go back to work. And they're like, hey, you just had a baby. And then it, meanwhile, Brene Brown is like in her head. She's like, this is exactly what I did. I you yeah. don't you don't know me you don't know everything that went on in my life at that yeah. time to make those choices and then she's like and i found myself thinking the words like i was just doing my best yeah right exactly him being like overly just yeah that it's just i i was talking about this with with somebody maybe it was Lee, my girlfriend and i was like i don't know eh. but like it was it's it's like the hardest part of like uh of of defining how what your morals are or like what your philosophies are or like how you approach the world 
is like imagining that whatever your life experience is, is not the life experience of everybody else. And it seems like such a simple observation, but it is so difficult to like divorce yourself from this idea. Well, well, if I could do this, that means everyone can do this. Yeah. I've thought of it this way. Why can't everybody else think of it this way? Like you have to divorce yourself from this idea because you have to recognize that like so many people have had so many different experiences than you have had throughout your mm -hmm. life. They've had all of this, but it's, and it seems like a very cliche thing to say, but it's so difficult to fucking actualize in your mind. Oh, it's truly. It's, I'll say it's very easy to say. Yeah. But I think uh, Kamau Bell talks about, uh, he likens racial privilege to right. height privilege. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm real tall and can reach stuff, you know, and other people can't reach the stuff. So he's just like, I think the tallest people shouldn't decide what goes on the highest shelves. I agree yeah. as someone who is five feet tall and was with two people who were like six feet and above, they just like put things up there and they don't think about it. It's like, I mean, this is, you were not, it was just a metaphor and I get that, but this is also <laughs> very true to my life every oh, yeah. day. I'm a shorter to climb up like a weird bear it's, to get things. And that's the thing with this, with the pandemic too. It's that, it's like when I, I like, you know, I, I'm very grateful for what, what I have and, and, and all of that. But whenever I think about like, whenever it's just like, it, you're just so much more aware now that people don't exist in the same way that you exist. And like, it's becoming more aware, more aware to people. And I think people are, are, are changing for the better in like my anecdotal opinion. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's what, that's a, a weirdly po positive thing from the pandemic is that people are able to take a 10,000 foot view and be like, my experience is not the same as everybody else's. I think that's happening in a lot of places. I, I think hope. that is happening in a lot of places. I will say, and this is something I need to work on, mm -hmm. as much as I work on being compassionate towards myself and others just in life, when I am behind the wheel of an automobile, all <laughs> of my compassion goes out of the window. Everyone true. else is idiots. And yeah, I'm wondering like, okay, it means that I still have more work to do because when I am in a high stress situation, I am reverting back to older patterns of like projecting blame and like high levels of aggression onto everyone else. It's Rohan has been in the car with me. He has it's seen it. It's really funny to be honest with you. Like it's, I understand why you feel bad at the way that you do, but from an outsider perspective, hilarious. <laughs> well, good news. For uh -huh. you during this pandemic, probably a lot less driving going on. Uh, <laughs> more, my well, friend let me use more, his yeah. car, so I'm driving all the time. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, I've been I I used to drive a lot to you know to shows to travel, yeah. and now I have you know I've only left you know the the na the area of my home. Like I drove ten minutes to IKEA, and <laughs> I I did drive to New Jersey to see my mom in a park once, and I nice. do that again, and that's yep. like an hour. But other than that. Like just, it's moving the car for street cleaning, basically right. only. But I also, I was very much like you that I'm like, even as, as zen as I would want to be in every situation, like in a car driving was certainly, and it's, it's so interesting to even like when I'm the passenger, it doesn't have yes. the impact. <laughs> yep. Like what's, what's going on? Doesn't matter at all. And I, I do like there's a Buddhist podcast that uh, someone introduced me to long ago and I forget what it was, but it was like, the goal is like, look at the people behind you if you're stuck in traffic and like send love 
to them. You're mm -hmm. like, yeah, look, there, I was where you are. Don't worry. Like it's, there's, <laughs> there's hope ahead. And then, and then the, the harder part is like, look at the people ahead of you and like send love to them. Like eventually like, we're all, you know, the person one, of, one in front of you, like doesn't feel one car length better than you. Yeah. No. So, yeah. I I also think that it's like, I, I mean, I never have, I don't have a radar. I drive like a grandma. I find driving to be like incredibly there, like cathartic. I remember I rode with you once and I was like, is there, it's like, is there something wrong with the gas? <laughs> like I yeah, asked yeah, you something yeah. that was like very bitchy, but it was like, why are we going so slow? What's yeah, yeah, on? yeah. I like, I just like love to drive. Like I, I drove like when I grew up and stuff. And like when I learned to drive, it was like a very, very relaxing thing for me. I didn't mm -hmm. get stressed. So I don't have, I don't have that, those associations with it. But I can totally understand because I'm learning now, which I didn't really understand, that there are people who are just like generally anxious in cars, mm -hmm. which I never like, I, I just never had heard of. And so like, I see, and then those people, when I see them drive, they have road rage and I'm like, oh, this is just a manifestation of your anxiety or that's what it seems like. You're already anxious. So this is just not real. This not, not, not real. It's what you're really yeah. doing is happening. But this is not how you actually feel about things. You're just incredibly anxious and you don't want to die. And yes. it's like, oh, okay. Uh -huh. When I see it from that perspective, I'm like, oh yeah, go ahead. Have as much road rage as you fucking want. <laughs> like, like have you considered mm -hmm. uh, starting a new podcast mm -hmm. called Anxiety in Cars Drinking Coffee and <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah, that's me right now. <laughs> Talking about anxiety, Ugh. drinking coffee in cars. You know, uh, real quick, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know where this is from, but I should I should Google these words because I remember like reading them like in a book, like somebody's grandpa probably said this mm -hmm. and they were like to somebody who was like a younger person who wanted to go faster, wanted to drive, like, you know, this is Rohan the grandpa to, uh, look, you said you were like a grandma, but I'm oh. going to say in this one, you're you're a grandparent. Why grandparent, not? yes, <laughs> exactly. Grand, it doesn't have to be gendered. You're absolutely Grandmarent, right. I think. So get, <laughs> get the P out of there. Yes. Uh, and to to the to the youngin Kanis, uh, and so it was it was basically just like leave earlier, drive slower, live longer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I I remember at the time when I read it, I was like, come on, Grandpa, get out of here. And yeah. now I'm like, this makes like this makes so much sense because I remember like pre pre meditation, like pre mm -hmm. in my life. I, I didn't even want to meditate because I was like, but I got so much garbage TV to watch. There's too many things to put in and <laughs> yeah, get yeah. out and go and see and what, mm -hmm. what are you talking about? I can't stop and slow and breathe. But I remember one time I was in LA a couple of years ago and I was going, driving across town and the, it said it was going to take me like an hour to get there, like mm -hmm. to Santa Monica or something from the east side. And I was going to see uh, a beloved comedian friend. Uh, who I only see when I'm out there if he's not on the road, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like excited It was a person that I'm like willing to drive an hour to see and we would yeah. have like two hours together before You know, he had to go do something else or I had to do yeah. something else And I was like as I was driving and I'm stuck in traffic I found myself like being like, you know, like kind of like trying to should I try to get shortcuts? Should I try to like I'm not I'm not honking at people because honking is one of my least favorite things yeah. to exist that I don't know Yeah add to it but i was like you know anytime a light turns red i'm like Ugh, you know like oh should yeah. i try to speed through and then i had this thought that i was like i can't this this drive's gonna be an hour or let's say this drive could be like it could be 50 minutes if i you know drive unsafely if i drive in a less uh cautious way and mm -hmm. i might risk getting a ticket i mean, whatever it is so but then it's either like i'll get there i'll be having 50 minute like anxious drive 
mm -hmm. plus two hours of time with my friend, or I could have an hour and 15 minutes drive and just like resign myself to be like, look, I'm just relaxing. I'm just gonna be like Rohan, be like a yeah. grandparent. Uh -huh. yeah. And then, and only spend an hour and 45, like I'm like spending 10 or 15. It's not like at the end of the hang, I'm gonna be like, man, you know, I'll be like, I had a great hang that was almost two hours and then an hour experience that wasn't full. It, it took a lot of like real, like logistical processing work in my head. I'm like, yeah. I want to feel good. I don't yeah. want to feel this way. Right. I do feel this way. What can I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I love yeah. that's why I like being early to things because then I like, because you leave, like, whatever, you're early, and then you have, like, 10 minutes just to yourself or, like, whatever. And I kind of like that, like, time to myself, like, where I'm just, like, oh, I'm early. I have this little bit of time. I can, like, decompress. I can, like, focus on, like, uh, whatever. I'm meeting somebody. It would be great to see them. And then, like, you can, like, think about, like, what you're going to talk about. You can just, like, like get your, you could, you know, put your ducks in a row a little bit, yeah. which is also very nice for me. I don't know. That's a very calculated way of thinking about things, but that is how I think about and it sometimes. That, that, you say Rohan. calculated as though calculated is a bad thing versus that's just a good. strategic yes, way thank of you. existing to support yourself and your mental health. I just, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. true. Uh, yeah. May I do a brief character? Here's uh, uh, a math class. Uh, here is the answer that I've done from uh, putting all the numbers through the operations to get the solution to the problem. Uh, a little too calculated, if you... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And there, there were, like, tinges of, like, for all of that that you were sharing, Rohan, where you're like, this is, like, where I'm in... You're like, this is where I'm in my... Oh, this is fun. Wheelhouse in driving. We're talking mm -hmm. about driving. That yes, wasn't even going to be part of it. That was just, let's keep keep on moving. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, that was just a, a roadside pit stop. And... Uh, <laughs> But you're like, yeah, this is what I do in these situations that mm -hmm. make me feel good, that bring me joy and add value to my life and help me remain calm when other people might not be calm in these situations. And I was going to be like, you are being a great friend to yourself right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe it's a little too calculated. Yeah, no, it's a little too, 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 too. no, no, no. It can't, couldn't possibly be. <laughs> couldn't possibly be I right. Didn't, I wasn't good, was yeah, I? Yeah, no, no. That's impossible. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah but that's why one of the reasons i like to get things early and i know like especially when i was when i was dating i knew that everybody likes to arrive late and so i always was like i know even if i get here 10 minutes early i'm gonna have an extra 10 minutes because i know that the person's gonna be late because nobody wants to be on time for a date for whatever reason that happens to be and then i have this extra 10 minutes they don't want to be the person who is having to sit around and wait that's it's, yeah, it's, it's like not, some it's sort a of selfish like, impulse, but yeah, yeah you're secretly well, it's, more comfortable with yourself, Rohan. Yeah, no, it's it just it just feels so like what what are we doing? We're in our thirties, or you know, whatever. I guess in the twenties, I guess that's still young, but like we're in our thirties now, so it's like we I'm, I'm over that. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're trying. Oh, you don't want to be the one that seems too eager. Isn't that why we're going out? We both want something. <laughs> uh, we don't know I what it is, but we want that. something. <laughs> Got to be a little bit eager. You showed up on time to our manipulative game <laughs> <laughs> well you're a few points down already in my weird book yes it is funny too because i as i as i say that criticism i i have been critical of people for being over anxious i'm sorry not over anxious uh, over eager but 
but as someone who is a very overeager person when it comes to that kind of stuff, I, I, I understand. There's like a right and wrong way to be overeager and I can't put my <laughs> finger on it. Okay. I can't put my finger on like which is right and which is wrong. It has to feel, it has to come from a place that doesn't feel insecure. Okay. Which is where my, all of my overeagerness comes from, but it doesn't <laughs> <Awesome>. matter. <laughs> it has well, to be the opposite of where mine goes from. Okay. Yeah. If I may offer uh, mm-hmm. this, and I, I don't think, look, words can mean, like, here's the thing that I heard recently. It comes from a lot of places, but mm-hmm. words mean what people think they mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, if nobody thinks a word means a thing, it doesn't mean that thing. Right. And so for me, like, you have, you might have these different connotations of overeagerness. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, let me, let me present this as an option that, eagerness is maybe what we're talking about and so that over eager is when it gets into the like the unhealthy ah, you know like and or and then under eager which never that's not even a word i think (laughs) under eager i kind of like i've not heard it but i like it as an idea i like like it yeah that is what people are like so if a person shows up uh, early because they're over eager and then the other person shows up late because they're under eager probably not a great match yeah I mean ideally you want at least one person if not both to show up you know approximately on time yeah eager uh, early's great early if both people show up early like as long as the person who shows up early is cool with the other person showing up whenever they want to show up uh, oh at yes. a reasonable time yeah then, then great yeah no, I, I'm very cool with it. I'm like, oh yeah, just do do whatever. I know that you, whatever you you. This is like your fifth date this week, and it's like, you know, whatever. Like you want you you don't want to you don't want to appear too eager to me. You don't want to appear like, uh, you know, you want too much. Like I'm like, I get that. I get it. It's fine. Uh, but I still don't get it <laughs> after after saying all that. But Kenise, like, for you told me recently about a guy who like cooked for you, mm-hmm. and I feel like that is not an example of being over eager in a bad way. I think that that's like a really confident thing to do. Yeah. I, super I'm confident. very and like, pro men cooking yeah. for me. I am yeah. a big fan of it. If mm-hmm. dudes want to cook for me, if I can get First for date, me. second date. It was the third date. Although he did also cook for me on the second date. But right. It wasn't like a planned out thing. It was like, hey, we're kind of close to my house and you keep talking about food. Do you want <laughs> some? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's also I vulnerable mean, to cook for someone. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. I cooked for a guy last night. Wow. How did it go? First time in a long time that I've cooked for a guy. A How did it go? That tiramisu you were talking about. Yes. Yeah, so I made uh, like roasted veggies uh, with bacon over rice with a garlic aioli. And then uh, the soft boiled eggs with like the like seasonings and accoutrement like to go with it boom and then a sweet potato pudding which my family eats is like part of the main dish but he was like this tastes like the inside of a pie (laughs) this is our first dessert i honestly thought that was your dessert no and then i made a tiramisu but i'm very bad at like sizing things so it was like a tiramisu for eight people instead of a tiramisu for two people um and we didn't even get to the tiramisu until this morning because i like we were full based on the dessert number one so we had tiramisu for breakfast now, hold yeah. on a second. Are you saying that uh, so you had this big dinner last night and then uh, split up and went to your separate homes and then he came back in the morning? To yes, 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 yes. I'm exactly. really interested in that, that multi-tier amisu. Yeah. <laughs> no, boo, boo, boo. You don't, no, I don't think that deserves it. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Dude, tiramisu for breakfast? Oh, my God. With coffee? Yeah. With coffee. I mean, I don't drink coffee. This is the first coffee. I drink it with a chai tea. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee. That's I was drinking so, chai tea. Dude, that rules. Yeah. 
And it was good. You liked it. You thought it tasted good. I did. I think the custard to uh, biscuit ratio was a little bit off. If I do it again, I will make more custard to compensate. Uh, but I think, it, yeah, I think taste-wise, flavor-wise, I used instead of all the listeners need to know this. Uh, normally, when you make a tiramisu, mm -hmm. you use a powdered dark chocolate and you sprinkle that on top. When I took a cooking class in Italy, the guy was like, you can do that or you can drizzle like dark chocolate in there and it'll harden and then you'll get like a nice crunch as you eat mm. it. So if you're, if you're investing in making some tiramisu, couldn't recommend it more highly. It's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think... I, most tiramisu that I have had does not crunch. So this would be uh, a new, if you're doing it on purpose, it's sort of like the same thing that we're talking about with like the eagerness. Like if it's like mindful and, you know, thoughtful yes. and intended and intentional, yes. be like, you know, but if somebody's like, ugh, my tiramisu ended up crunchy. You know, like, <laughs> oh God, I, I hope you like it. But, yeah. uh, another thing about the, the thing that you said, Rohan, that I found fascinating uh, in this way about, you're like, I've judged people for over eagerness, mm -hmm. and also I have been over eager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so frequently the things that leap out at us from other people uh, to be judged are things that we either do or don't uh, have awareness about in ourselves. Yeah, yes. for sure. It's just so yeah. It's uh, I was very eager to tell you that. No, no, no. <laughs> Almost no. overly, I'm like, okay, wait, wait, when is this crunchy tiramisu talk gonna be over? I mean, yeah. I'm very interested in it as well. I want to talk about it and all of it. I'm gonna connect them. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, my my big th my my overarching philosophy about life is that like so much of life is acknowledging that you are a hypocrite and it being okay with that you're a hypocrite and like being totally fine and like accepting that everyone is a hypocrite and like these little hypocrisies that exist in your life, some of which that border on a moral failing like eating meat or something like that and others which are just like more like you know little things like being over eager like whatever you know that i'm trying to say uh so yeah it's important to acknowledge and recognize where they are and being okay with them and if you're not okay with them changing them but more importantly acknowledging that it exists and it's okay to be a hypocrite in certain situations can i tell you a, a relationship comedy story yes Is that something that you guys are interested in yeah, um, you mm -hmm. folks, folks. Yes, uh, I. I'm trying to remove guys from uh, the multi-gender right. yeah. lexicon in my yeah. mind. Uh -huh. Um, I, I've been saying y'all and folks a lot. Nice. Yeah, I say y'all a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so valuable. Like mm -hmm. people, it's people, really nice. I feel I feel very like uh, I feel very uh, folksy when I say y'all. <laughs> It's I, nice. I feel kind of yalsy when I say folks. Well, yeah, yeah. yalsy when I say folks. Exactly, folksy when I say y'all. I grew up with both of those words, so like I specifically unlearned them, ah, and now I'm having to like reintroduce them. Yeah, because yeah. Mike, we grew up in Jersey, and no one says y'all or folks in Jersey. Yeah, like that is very southern, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, don't sound southern. You'll everyone will think you're stupid. And that's so what I, like got rid yeah. of all my southernisms, and now it's like, no, if you want to be progressive, you have to pick up these old ass southern terms again. Okay, sure. Bless our hearts. So, um, we, I, I think I saw this comedian once. I will not reveal who it was. Uh, they are a, a person who I know and they're a friendly, fine person. Uh, yeah. And they were also talking on stage about how they were, like, when they would get close to a woman, like, or uh, after a few dates, like, they would then start to distance themselves and, like, right. do these specific things that were, like, you know, kind of insecure, but they would project them outward, and it would, you know, the peop neither person would end up feeling the best. And he's right. identifying it on stage in a joke, and it's, like, mm -hmm. a funny, relatable thing, but it reminded me of this old joke 
that I think uh, I shared this with Rini and I think she came up with the, she was like, ah, it's like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but now it's like our story, but I, I want to credit, I want to cite, citation her because I don't remember the original uh, teller of the joke, but I had this old cassette of driving jokes. And it was a joke that somebody told that I loved. It just stuck with me so much. It's like, I was driving, I saw a sign that said bump ahead. And then a little later, there was a sign that said bump. And then there was a bump. And I was like, uh, the comedian goes, I was like, if you know where it is, why don't you fix it? And, <laughs> and so I told Rini, Rini knew about that joke. And yeah. Rini knew, I told Rini about this comedian's bit, or maybe she was there watching it as well, I forget. But she was like, he's like describing to everyone where the bump is. She's like, why, if you know where it is, why don't you fix it? Like, yeah. it, and, and it is a fine line between like in linguistics, which I studied in school, mm-hmm. uh, people think about it as like, oh, please don't correct the way that I'm speaking. And that's not yeah. what linguists are interested in. They're not interested in prescribing how to speak, how you're yeah. supposed to. They're interested in describing how one does. And, but in doing that like ethically for yourself, if you're like descriptively, this is what I've been doing. And right. now, like that doesn't mean that prescriptively you must keep doing all those things if you're a speed bump in everyone's life who you're dating. Like you'd yes. be like, what can I do now so that I'm not angry driving this car across the Yeah, city? for yeah. sure. Oh my God, that's like the most important thing in a relationship. Is the, and that's, that's the thing, it's called communication. Huh? <laughs> Hello, can you use that communication to fix that bump? <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at talking. I talk, I'm, I'm like, if anybody can fix a bump in the road, literally by speaking. I think it's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Stop being I, a bump. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, I. I think I'm a good communicator too. But I always have the the. What, are you you? I have to ask myself. It's like, are you communicating this because this is a genuine concern of yours, or are you communicating it because you have projected some sort of slight onto this other person, or like mm. whatever? And like, you're only seeking reassurance from this particular bit of communication. And sometimes it's okay to seek reassurance, and I'll do it anyway. But other times it's like don't do this because you don't need to be seeking reassurance because you should need to stop seeking reassurance for this type of behavior anyway. Mm. So use this opportunity to try not to do that. And so, right. yeah. So like, it, it, I agree. I, what my, my point being is that like, I, this is just a me thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you're not seeking reassurance for this, mm-hmm. but I want to reassure you that uh, what you're saying, like sincerely, I mean, that's very valuable. Yeah. And also in some situations, like you could, it could be as simple as, uh you if you're like i don't know which one it is but i feel a way maybe mm-hmm. i can i will communicate to this person yeah i feel this way and i know that i might just want or need your reassurance oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 for sure my yeah my girlfriend and i do that now or, or like i will tell her i'll be like hey i'm seeking reassurance but i need I, i'm seeking reassurance but are you mad about this, this, and this? And she's like, she'll be like, no. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, great, thanks. Thank reassurance, you. seeking. Well, yeah. And then she'll do the same thing to me and be like, hey, I know I'm seeking reassurance, but this is okay, right? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we preface the things that we know with that. But still, you don't want to do, I, I feel like you don't want to always do it too often. I think that that has been a problem for me in the past, but that's just- Yeah, it is, it is this other, it, like this not double-edged sword, but kind of like a yin-yang of a sort where you want to you wanna be able to assess things for yourself to know what are the important ones to communicate and yeah. what are the ones that are important for you in a time to sit with yourself and process and accept and work on and 
Have you guys heard mm -hmm. the expression? Have you, have y'all heard the expression? Strike when the iron is cold? Uh, no. no. I mean, I've heard the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought you might. It's like, yeah. it's like a misdirection. Um, <laughs> yes. That it's basically, you know, it's, some, it's sort of a, a corollary or maybe like an alternative to it when they say like, never go to sleep angry. But yeah. Like, if, does that mean just keep fighting all night yeah. long? Like, yeah, sometimes right. Sometimes it could mean like, take some time take a, take you know take a beat take step apart you know and then at a certain point uh reconvene when the iron has cooled and like if the issue maybe the issue will have gone completely away or if it hasn't you can both address it more rationally yeah yeah i never do that and i'm <laughs> learning how uh i am seeing someone that i like yeah uh, you've been doing a really good job Kenise. i'm gonna i'm putting oh, I, i'm putting I'm putting that out there for the listeners to know. Kanice is reevaluating her habits and really trying to to learn. So I yeah. love this. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, just uh, like little things, like, and not like swallowing them and never mentioning them, but like not being like, okay, I'm at a ten emotionally, and me when I'm less articulate with my thoughts, me when like any counter to my thoughts is taken as an attack, I'm like my existence like yeah okay yeah it, maybe it's a good time to like take a breath versus how my family deals with everything which is like we're mad right now so we're going to talk about it right now and it's going to take hours and all of our energy and we're all going to cry and have our faces like physically hurt for two days because we have to talk about it right now mm -hmm. um yeah i would love for my family to be like we're all taking a step back we're calmly addressing this this is still a problem this was actually only a problem because you hadn't eaten anything mm -hmm. and that's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And drink, drink water also. Uh, oh water. yeah. Water's huge. Yeah. Um, Kenise, can I, I want to ask you a question. And also, I mean, when you said like, I wish my family would do this or it'd be great if my family could do this. Like the good news is uh, part of your family can do it. And that yeah. part is the new part you get at yeah. least part of your wish, which is all <laughs> we can ever do when we wish for other people to do things yes. that like, I have another analogy, but I want to ask you this question first. Okay. When you date people, mm. uh, do and you you know share some stories about your dating here on this show, do they listen to the show? Do you tell them not to? Like, are they, what's, what's your, do you have policies? I generally tell them not to listen. Mm -hmm. um, also, just because like the timing is weird where like, I really don't want them to listen and they're hearing something from like three weeks ago and then they're like, wait a second, is this like a thing? Or like, we fighting? Or are you talking about me? And it's like, actually, I was seeing someone else three weeks ago. <laughs> um, so that was about like a completely different person. But yeah. like, I don't want you to take, like, that's not about you or like, yeah. So sure. I tried to tell them not to listen. Um, so far, no one has come to me and been like, hey, I heard what you said on your podcast. Uh, which is good, but Rohan, you have had. Oh yeah, season. yeah. I had someone who was just like, "I did not like your podcast." Uh, <laughs> you had talked about them. I did not talk about them. Oh, they just didn't I, like it. They just did not like it. Yeah, well, that's that's a di that's a different thing. Well, that's a. <laughs> That's a nice filter for that person. It's not your current girlfriend? No, my current girlfriend, I did talk about her and she didn't, and she was like, can I listen? And then I was kind of like, 
don't listen to like the most recent episodes where I talk about you, but you can listen to episodes previously. And she was like, okay. And then she did. And then she was like, look, I have to listen to these episodes now that you said I can't listen to them. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then she listened to them and she was like, oh, why were you worried about this? Or like, oh, I want to talk about this, but wasn't like upset or like mad. We like, cause I kept, I referred to her as my girlfriend on the podcast before we had like had like a deep, deep discussion about it, as opposed to like a surface level discussion where we both were like basically about to have it, but then didn't have the discussion. Uh And I was like, look, we're both at the same place. Right. And then, (laughs) and then she, and she told me today that she heard you, Denise, being like, look, you haven't had that conversation with her. And then out loud, like while she was listening, she was like, yes, we have not had the conversation. (laughs) 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 She was like, yes, Denise, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you have to agree to be girlfriend and boyfriend. You can't just make that assumption. And then then we talked about it and she told me why the reason she was was just like, felt. she was like, look, I feel the same way, but I felt weird about, you know, the labels and stuff. Like I've never, this is something new to me and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. and then we chatted about it and then like, okay we're in agreement but it oh, was yeah. but it was part of listening to the podcast that like that did it that was like i feel like out. i've contributed this makes me happy yeah exactly and it, and if in for the most part like when i talk about relationships on the podcast it's stuff that i brought up with them already for the most okay. part except for this girlfriend thing but uh-huh. <laughs> for the most part it's like oh i brought it up with you or like we we've talked around it and or like you know whatever yeah yeah so it I, I don't I genuinely don't mind people listening to it like and uh, past episodes current episodes whatever if you dated me please listen huh. and you can also yell at me but that's I've not. I've let one person listen to it and it's because it was like a relationship that had a clear expiration date he's from Australia he was moving away oh, I, like I was like guy. he can listen because this can't be a serious thing and like again if this comes out in two weeks he's already gone what's he gonna do like write me an angry letter from Canada it's mm. fine um <laughs> But he and I actually still talk. We're still friends. But yeah, if it's someone who I'm like, oh shit, maybe this is a thing, then I am suddenly like afraid that, of being exposed to them in a certain way, which is, yes, a statement about larger relationship issues that I need to work on. Well, it's very interesting that, uh, you know, you. this is obviously like, it's not a confidential therapy session. Yeah. Uh, like no. People can listen, but that you are clearly, you know, you'll say things here maybe that you know rohan that you didn't say out loud you know in your relationship uh but that you know you're clearly everyone's capable of (laughs) of thinking these things expressing these things analyzing these things i mean perhaps the lag time is like appropriate uh and good for like when you're in a relationship it's like a it's like a a ticking clock where you're like i've talked about this three weeks ago so i have to bring it up in the relationship totally by then or (laughs) 100 (laughs) percent No, dude, totally. Absolutely. And then you say, you say, I've said things like about myself on the pod, like out mm. loud. And then I was like, oh, I didn't realize this about myself. And I'll talk about it in therapy or I'll talk about it with whoever I'm dating at the time or like whatever. Like I'll, I'll address it in some way or mm. I'll start trying to address it even if I don't always succeed. And that's like it's super important to do. Absolutely. Ooh, I have another, th- another question. This one is uh, probably mostly a joke. Just want to mm-hmm. warn you that this is no. a joke. Okay. Like, uh, so you, you, you all talk pretty openly and honestly here on the podcast. Do you tell your therapists not to listen to the podcast? <laughs> I told my therapist I had a podcast and he was like, cool. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> it. he never asked anything else about it. So no, I, I don't do you want to do any research into me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as your favorite, per, as your favorite <laughs> client, uh, I just had, like, like to let you know, if you want to know more about him, 
me. Uh, listen to <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't had a therapist for, oh crap, a year and a half now. Like after I left my startup no. job, that's the last time I saw a therapist. Yeah. The Hawkeye was your last therapist? Hawkeye was my last therapist. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Damn. That, was, that ended March of 2019. Yeah. When I quit my job and my insurance changed at that moment, I was like, yeah, it, we're done. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you do you do, did you tell your therapist about your podcast, Mike? Uh, I have not had a therapist regularly uh, for some number of years. Also, because of uh, I had good insurance at one point. Yeah, yeah. I used it, and now I have not that. No, that's truly it. <laughs> I have insurance, so yeah, I have insurance. Yeah. So it's like if I if I didn't have insurance, there's no way I'd be seeing a therapist. I mean, it is as uh, who who somebody at the Emmys just. Uh, one and said that uh was it cord mm-hmm. um are you are y'all uh on this uh, that basically just that therapy should be uh ma- not not mandatory for everyone but free for everyone yeah free yeah. and easily accessible for i think everyone. it was cord jefferson okay yeah, that's a no that's 100 percent it you don't have to seek it out but if you want it it should be free and it should be accessible yeah absolutely 100 percent. you know your your body like yeah. we are, like I have the most basic insurance, and it allows me to see a doctor to examine my body once yeah. a year, and that's like that. Okay, that's like the bare minimum of what <laughs> has to be allowed for everyone, right. even in this, you know, economic catastrophe. Yeah. Uh, and so, why there's not even one like the equivalent of a physical, a mental, you know, just like, yeah. Like, yeah. one check would be like, hey, and then if it's not okay, they're like, hey, you, we're going to refer you to see a therapist more than once a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would like, love that if like we all, like everyone, all stages of life did a basic assessment just so we like, A, know more about the mind, general trends, like something that gives us a bigger picture than just like on an individual level, but also that like, I don't know. I would love to see, because right now it is mainly people who are like, oh, I value my mental health and I am going to specifically seek out therapy for this, or maybe some court ordered me to do it. But it is a skewed sample size. Uh, I would like to see if everyone has it, then yeah, what are the things, the trends that we're more likely to see? That's just, I find that so interesting. It would be great if it was normalized. So I, I did just here's a joke that I started working on the other day because my friend Gus is a therapist. So I've been thinking about therapy concept. Bas- I guess I ki- I don't have a therapist, but I do talk to my friend Gus a couple times a week yeah. um, <laughs> for different purposes. But if I have a thing, then he does help me with it. That's nice. Um, and here's the, you know how sometimes at a comedy show, there are uh, there might be an audience member who's like, this better be funny, arms folded, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> better make me laugh. And like, maybe sometimes that person will laugh. But it's it, if the whole audience is full of people like that, then it's, I'd say, on average, going to be not as good a show as right. if the audience is like, I'm excited for this. I'm, this is whatever it's going to be. I'm yeah. up for it. Or I know you exactly. I love, I love comedy. Let's have it. And so I'm imagining like the people who are going to therapy, like yeah. who want to, are like the good audience members. Yeah. And I, I just imagine a person who's like, okay, I'm here for therapy. Better heal me. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, mm-hmm. would you want it? Nope. Sorry. Not gonna give you got you gotta do all the work of yep. healing me. I'm just yep. gonna sit here. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's exactly it. <laughs> but, well, but that's it what you have good. to learn. Yeah. 
if uh, from like a young age, you know, mm-hmm. that people, we were just encouraged, like, look, you got to go to the doctor and you got to talk to a person because sometimes you feel ways that are good to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, uh, you have to like, when you go to therapy for the first time, you have to adjust to like the idea of like, this is not the uh, end all be all advice that's going to like, it's not that the magic pill that you're going to snap your fingers and your like life is going to change yeah. and everything that you were insecure about or thought was like the wrong this therapist is going to solve like you're talking to the therapist so that you can realize what they are and like work with them to develop something to help you deal with it right and not even think about it as a problem solution type thing just think about it as like these things that you're working on and you're trying to make better in your life as opposed to like a limitless type situation where you take a pill and you can do whatever the fuck you want okay yeah i do need i approach things very often from a problem solution oh of course Everyone, I think everyone yeah. does. And I do it too. Or I'm like, like, it, it's like, oh, this medication I should be taking. Well, I'm going to, if I take this, then everything's going to be fine. And that's yeah. like not how it works. And right. if it, yeah. Oh, just uh, another thing from a recent conversation with my therapist friend, Gus, mm-hmm. he, he was telling me, so I was, I was sharing with him a challenging situation and he, the kind of the first several things that he said were like, wow, like that does sound challenging like just really sitting there. And I was like, how do you do that? Because when I hear somebody bring me a challenge, I'm like, here's what you got to do. Obviously, <laughs> I'm not you. So it's easy for me to see what you're going to want to even like, I don't even have the idea yet, but I'm talking, I'm getting into it. So I'm like, is this you naturally? Was this your training? And he's like, it, it, a lot of training did go into, he said, like making it so that there's much more assessment time before uh, because you have to assess what the problem is as thoroughly and fully as possible before solve, like the goal will be to solve the problem. Right. And so I, I likened it to, uh, I was like, oh yeah, like they say, you know, most people say, like the good way to uh, be a carpenter is like measure twice, cut once. Yes. And I'm like, cut once, measure, be like, did we get it? Okay, we got to get some more wood, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, that's me too. <laughs> that's very much the way I approach things. Huh. I like, I am a fan of the assess. Yeah. Assess yeah, as much think, as possible. Yeah, exactly. But I used to very much so be, here's the answer. And then Patrice was doing that to me and I hated it. So I started yeah. not doing it. That's or great. Doing it less. Although I know Rohan, I probably do it to you and I'm sorry. No, nah, it's fine. I mean, like I, I know that, but I know that about you. And also like, I'm the opposite. So it's like, I appreciate having somebody who is also like, thinks differently than I do. And I'm like, we need that. Cause if everyone thought like me, then a lot of houses would be broken. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like if everyone, like, if it's like, think if it's like measure twice, cut once I'm, and I'm the opposite where I'm like, whoops, yeah. we need more stuff. Like, like we, we can't, everyone can't approach shit like that. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Yeah. May, may I right. offer y'all this other, uh, this frame of advice giving and getting that is, yeah. has proven valuable to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, f- I forget where it came from. I think Zach Sherwin, my friend, uh, oh, yeah. introduced me the concept. I could look up where it originally came from. But uh, it's the idea of sometimes when a person wants advice, either yourself or another, you want a coach. And other times you want a cheerleader. 
Yes. Mm. Uh, and it's good to know if you're the person asking for advice, like if you have this framework to be like, like, I just want to be heard right now. Like, let's say it's, mm -hmm. it's for like a project. Let's say like you, I finished this thing. Can you read it and tell me it's good? Cause like I already sent it in. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to like, hey, I've got two weeks to make this the best thing that I can make it. Please yeah. be brutally honest with it. I'd love right. for you to do that. And so if like sometimes when I listen, uh, listen to my mom sharing a challenging situation, like I've now, I used to be like, here's what you should do, you know, but now I, I do understand that sometimes she very often just wants, wants to vent, wants to let me know what happened, what made her feel ways. And yeah. it's actually, it's hard to get to this place and I'm still working on it. But once you're there, it's easier because you, kind of don't have to do as much yeah <laughs> yes listen like you, in both situations you listen and then in the one where you have to come up with a solution like that's extra but if it's just like wow that that does sound frustrating that does sound hard yep. that does sound challenging so i've like listened to my mom more and there's every once in a while like probably you know one out of ten times she's like what do you think I should do? And I'm like, now I can like, yeah, yeah exactly. The full exactly. force of my, here's what you should do energy. <laughs> yeah. I like to ask people questions. Like, cause like, I know that people have thought of everything. So I'll be like, Ooh, you, I'm like, I'm sure you, or, uh, if I'm like giving advice, I'm saying, I'm sure you've thought of this because it's like a very obvious thing. And they're like, I have. And then here's why it didn't work or here's why I'm conflicted about it or whatever. And I feel like that is very helpful too. So it's like, so it's like someone is just not it's like, oh, they're just like nodding their head or being like, sure, whatever, you know, like they're, oh, yes. they're proactively listening to me. Yeah. It, using, yeah. I, I think uh, Rini has read books about uh, like hostage negotiation techniques yes. and that apply in this way. I think mm -hmm. it's that like some of the de-escalation uh, processes involve yeah. even just saying the words that the person you're talking to back to you like even if you use like three of the words that they used yeah. then that will help them feel heard yeah and that, and that will be like that connection will help calm the situation at least some nice yeah exactly my i think of, i like to think of all my friendships as hostage situations it's a whole life hostage situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> it lasts a long time it's not a one and done thing yeah it's a giant yeah. prisoner's dilemma for us all <laughs> Uh, so we are coming up on the hour. Uh, we didn't talk about the news story, but that doesn't matter. Oh, God, I, yeah. but I read it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I did the homework. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, just briefly, uh, Pope says sex is... Uh, yeah, he's like, that's, that's cool. Not like you should do it, probably marriage and stuff. I, he didn't mm -hmm. phrase it that way. That's my phrasing. Look, until uh, he but, starts having sex for himself, I'm not listening to his uh, advice about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you don't think it can be a way to spiritually connect with another person? No, it absolutely can be, but he okay. doesn't know that from experience. <laughs> you think he's a virgin? Absolutely. Aren't it, right? Am I great? Yeah. Do you join the priesthood after you live a life? Oh, but I think that he didn't. I think that he just joined. Like, I'm gonna Google after we're done. Is the Pope, Pope a virgin? Francis have sex? You know? No, Canisius, you're the right. Pope yeah. Fuck in the woods. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, or did yes. did the Pope? Yeah, I I loved reading that. I mean, you know, as for for popes, uh, for for things that I've read that popes have said. Yes. A little poem that I'm working on in my head. <laughs> yeah. The this Pope saying that you know. The pleasure of eating food, like obviously, food can bring people 
yes. not just pleasure, you know, when yeah. you eat it under non-ideal circumstances. Like, so it seems like a valuable analogy that there is food that we need for life, for nutrition, mm -hmm. and sexual pleasure is also good to have when it is uh, a healthy part of your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was surprisingly insightful from the Pope. Thanks, honestly. Pope. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it, I like wrong. that. I'm not a religious person, but I, I have to acknowledge that I do kind of see things in a more spiritual way as far as like how you connect with other people and the purpose of that and like the purpose of living. Uh, so yeah, for the Pope to be like, yeah, no, sex is a good way to connect. I was like, I knew it. I fucking, I knew that. This is definitely something I can show my religiously conservative family and be like, you guys are hating on the things that I say. And by yeah. hating on, I mean, just not listening to because they think it's bad. But yeah, I can slide this across the table and be like, mm -mm, nope, the Pope says I can the Pope says this is good. So. And I've been saying it this whole time. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Pope, little hacky. Uh, <laughs> listening to my podcast. <laughs> or just I would love it if the Pope was, If you're the Pope and you're listening to this podcast, email us. Uh, just let us know. We're, love about we'd town. Love to have you on as a guest. Ooh, and uh, if and please do my. I have a new website that I'm working on. So please go to my website to determine whether you are going to be leading a religion or not. It's called Pope or Nope. And uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just Pope and making here. Okay, we're doing. We're, that's I heard that, that the time was up. So <laughs> you got to get them in right now. You got to get Quick, all the Pope in. jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, at the end of each episode, we end with final thoughts things you want the listeners to know about you things you've thought about things you just want to reiterate do you have any final thoughts it could be about anything it can be about anything uh does it but, but is it standardly more about things that we have been talking about yes okay. standard yes great here here's i think the thing that i want to say it'll be a lot of stuff uh but in wrapped in one uh situation so earlier we were talking about uh i, I forget exactly what led me to think about this but that Sometimes if somebody says something like to us or about us, like whether it's in person or whether it's a, um, like a comment on you know, a video that you've done online or like something about your comedy, like if it's some, a person who doesn't matter or if they're saying a thing that you don't believe, like the things that we believe will maybe cut, cut more to us. Mm -hmm. So like, here's a thing. So when you, were, you, when you were talking about making the food that you made earlier, Kanise, and you mentioned bacon, which is a thing that I do not eat as a plant-based eater. Right, right, right. And uh, so I, I put, a, I've been putting some videos online recently uh, in a campaign uh, to, because my newest album, AKA, has been submitted to be considered for a Grammy nomination. And oh, as, yeah. you, as you Hell may know, yes, like dude. everyone says, uh, it is an honor just to be submitted to be considered to be nominated. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> That's a, a fun joke that I've come up with. That is mm -hmm. true as well. Uh, I, it does feel like an honor. And so as part of this, uh, I'm posting like little snippets of the album online. And there's mm -hmm. one snippet uh, about a, 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 just a 15 second vegan joke that I put online. And, you know, it's been seen some, however many, uh, dozens, hundreds, thousands, I don't know, some number of times, enough that I think people who don't know me are seeing it. Wow. And so somebody put a comment on it that said, Bacon is funnier than you. And I, my first, my first inclination was like, I don't so think funny. I like that. And yeah. So I just, and it was like last night. So I just like, uh, I swiped it away. I'm like, that's, this is my video. I don't yeah, need your exactly. comment on my video. Yeah. Like, Delete it. Hell yes. No. Get your own video and say whatever you want about yeah. it. 
enough people say the the book make the bold claim and then like later like this morning i was thinking about it more and i'm like i don't wish that i hadn't deleted it but i'm like because i don't want to get into like a back and forth being like i'm gonna say a funny thing i'll prove to you that yeah yeah right exactly even about you know what's great about bacon and why people can't stop eating it is how funny it is you know that it's even and i get that he's saying that and so i was like this is kind of it's a a decent burn he's you know like he doesn't like me or vegans or whatever it is i'm like i'm not telling anyone that they have to do anything i'm just saying that uh like i want to not contribute to uh the the way that animals are being treated like right that's my, yeah my main my main general thing and uh if you feel threatened by that guy who thinks that bacon is funny then like look look within yourself i'm gonna look i'm gonna look within myself but i wish now i'm like if i could have a conversation with them I'd be like that is it is kind of a funny thing to say it's funny to say <laughs> yeah. uh, stop i mean if you if you think bacon's so funny then uh maybe you should see the pig when they're alive they're probably yeah. like, alive or way funnier than uh bacon and you you know it's funnier than you is a yeah. living Anyway, so that was just something that, uh, you know, every, every interaction between two people is a relationship. And that's what this, this podcast is all about. It's about yes. relationships and mm-hmm. conflict. And I guess, I guess I will say that I am glad that I used to argue with people online way more than I do now. Like, which also goes to something that you were talking about, Rohan, which is that, you know, deciding in your relationship which things are big enough to, you know, merit addressing yeah. which ones are like personal enough that you can be like, I'll deal with this one. And similarly online, mm-hmm. like if I put something that's like a social commentary or a political, like a, a, a you know, about justice, about something that I yeah. care about that other people don't agree with a hundred percent. I've had like some really great back and forth with people who disagree with certain points and we listen to each other and, you know, perhaps gain some greater understanding or information uh, and we come away from it better. And then some people, I don't know if there, you know, there's some people on the internet for whom that doesn't happen. That, that, <laughs> that I used to not yeah. differentiate and just like go back and forth with anybody as long as anybody would. And so like in the past, I probably would have, instead of deleting this guy's comment, I probably would have responded and maybe he would have. And then it would have taken more space in my life. I'm glad now that it's taking this space in my life where I'm grateful that I'm talking to you, my friends about it. Yeah. I'm not arguing with this guy who won't, I won't change his mind and he doesn't like yeah. me. Yeah. care. I don't care that he, like, I would, I'd yeah. love for everyone who could like me to like me, but I'm not going to spend my time trying right. to chase down right. people and situations situations in which they don't. I'm happy to celebrate the the people who do love me and my comedy and who I am and encourage me to, you know, to look within and listen to others and be better and improve and do whatever I can do. And so it feels so good. My final recommendation to anyone, if you want, if you want cheerleading, you're doing great. If you want coaching, muting someone or hiding their comment on social media instead of and then just yes only they can see it they don't even know that you're not looking at it anymore they can have whatever they want in their imagination and you can continue like i'm so grateful for this one guy uh from who i never whenever he comments now i just hide it and i'm like grateful that he spends time on my page. I'm yeah. like, thank you for contributing to my life and algorithm. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to busy myself making my own mental inner algorithm uh, more uh, loving, warm, and compassionate uh, than yeah. it would have been otherwise. That goes oh, along yeah. with, that long goes with like my final thought, thought too, is the thing where it's like, if you 
are posted something on in the internet and it has a lot of views and like whatever you see in the comments, you should only respond to the comments that make you feel like you're clarifying your point further. Not that you're trying to convince someone of something. If they say something and you're like, I didn't know it was interpreted that way, or like, hey, I don't want people to interpret that way specifically, then you mm -hmm. comment and you don't even address what they say. You just be like, oh, just to clarify, I'm not for this. Done. Right. Like that's it. Don't necessarily need to address anything else. Also, like if you're leaving a negative comment on something, like leaving a positive comment is so, to me, like, because I never think to leave positive comments. I only think to leave negative comments. Ooh. And I'm like, if somebody is leaving a negative comment, I don't want to think about like that person. If someone leaves a positive comment, they've gone out of the way to be like, hey, this is actually really good. And I've gone beyond whatever I think about myself to say something nice about you. Leave and those people comments. are like, yeah, those are like the best ones. Those are like, oh, you are going beyond yourself to say something nice to someone because their immediate reaction to anyone doing anything publicly is to shit on them or to like, you know, Oh, I can, I could do that. Oh, I could make this better in any way. And so anyone who does that, I'm like wrong or like, Oh, cool. I'm glad that did you get the, you got us out of the way. Great. Delete comment. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. That's what you wanted. Delete yeah. comment. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's also that's your final thought and communicate with your partner and like, you know, make sure that you both are on the same page about everything. <laughs> don't call them Every your girlfriend don't call them your girlfriend on the podcast before you've had a until you're actually them. girlfriend and boyfriend yeah that makes yeah, a lot yeah, of sense yeah. mm -hmm. um my final thought relates to the traffic thing mike i thought it's so profound when you were like look to the people behind you and like send love in their direction and the person who's one car length ahead of you they're not like i'm better than this chick they're not thinking that why am i projecting these feelings onto them I can drive in a way that is much happier and calmer and will result in me getting to where I'm going in a better state of mind to enjoy the thing versus stressing out about being late all the time. So I, Kenise Mobley, will say that I will try harder to be on time. Uh, this is also a shout out to Hasmin Garza, who I went to brunch with last week yeah. and was late and she posted several stories about it yeah I will very do funny yes. <laughs> shout out to Hasmi, one of our favorite yeah. guests one of our favorite guests she's fantastic uh, and do Hasmi. drink water as well and that will help you yes water is a really great yes. for your mood it's really great to just to be hydrated helps you so much in your life three yeah. liters it's, a day if you can mm -hmm. oh shit yeah. I think it's so funny that we never drank water as children. <laughs> like outside yeah. of when I went to Girl Scout camp, I, a cup of water for what? Are we out of Kool-Aid or tea? Why would I ever? I have a water bottle now that I've only been doing this for the last couple of months where I fill it up and I always have it next to me. And whenever I feel hungry, I drink the water. And if I'm still hungry 20 minutes later, I know I need to eat. Yeah, okay. it's, that's, yeah. that's perfect. With, uh, mm -hmm. Rini, my girlfriend, has uh, read a book about water, which is, it's so strange that we're like, we're made of it and it's important and we know it. <laughs> and also we don't do it. But one of the things is like, so drink, like this is like a liter that I have that I drink the one full one, like right when I wake up mm -hmm. and then I fill it again and I do two more throughout the day. And uh, that doing it before like I used to do it kind of like to trick my body into being more full before meals yeah uh so that I wouldn't eat as much which isn't the exact way this right. is like a very Rohan way to think about things you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's fun right you like being yeah yeah um, <laughs> but, uh, the the actual you know it's it's good I think it uh Rini shared with me that it helps with digestion if mm -hmm. you do drink a good amount of water like a half hour before you eat so it's like a perfect what you're doing is uh makes yeah. tons of sense that like mm -hmm. drink water and then when you're you know 
half an hour after you're full of water. If mm-hmm. you're hungry, then that's a good time to eat. Yeah. yeah. It also it also like uh, quells my sugar cravings. I'm a big sugar guy, so I like it quells my sugar cravings. So when I drink water, I'm like, oh, I don't crave sugar as much, mm. which is helpful. That's great. Yeah. But, That's Kinesis' final thought. Yeah. Yeah. That it's great that you <laughs> no longer need sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mike, Mike, where can people find you on the internet? And is there anything you want to plug? Sure. I just want people to listen to the album. If you want to listen, yeah. it's called AKA. I, I love it. It's one of my, I've been doing comedy for 18 years. I, this is my fifth or so stand up hour that has been recorded and made available to the public. Mm-hmm. And it is my favorite of them. I think it is the best. And, mm-hmm. uh, so that's why I just want people to know about it and listen to it and uh, feel free to let other people know so that uh, eventually everybody know. I just want everybody to know, that's all. Uh, and as such, you can follow me on social media at Mike Kaplan, M-Y-Q-K-A-P-L-A-N. And my podcasts, I have two regular podcasts now. One is called Broccoli and Ice Cream. Kanice was a guest. You can listen yes. to that. Rohan will be a guest. Yeah. Discussions. They've mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to, yeah. Down completely, but, uh, <laughs> and uh, society may have, but these yeah. discussions. Yeah, um, they're not. And then I have another one that I started during the pandemic where it's just me, no guests in general. Uh, Rini's in the room and I talk and it's called The Faucet. So those are the things. Nice. The album and the podcasts and my social media. Uh, thank you so much for asking and for having me on your show oh my thank you're you for wonderful. being here we love having you. you yeah we Great. love having you oh. rohan so where can we find you on the internet okay on instagram you can find me at rohan Padia cool guy and then on twitter it's i am rohan cool guy and i want to re-emphasize that you should listen to the podcast you should like it you should rate it you should review it leave a nice comment if you leave a bad comment we'll be upset and it won't make us happy um give us five stars uh and listen and tell your friends about the pod and that's what i want to plug oh yeah uh so i am kenise mobley on all the platforms i and i hosted this podcast so of course i'm going to push everything related to this in addition i also host a show called make yourself cry on instagram live tuesdays at 10 p.m a friend comes and tries to make me cry but it's happy it's a joyful mm-hmm. thing we're doing it thank you guys so much for listening we- oh, also watch kenise's complexify video oh yeah vice. yeah kenise tell them about it uh i work at vice where i am a host and producer of a series called complexify and i have a video out now and more videos on the way the first one is on human height and how it is more complex than you think it is uh next up we have a variety of topics that we take from very simple to complex. That's the yes. And leave a goddamn nice comment on the YouTube videos for Kinesis. Jesus. Yes, because there were some negative ones. And yeah. I would love for you to counteract them with positivity. Yeah. Can, but, can uh, real quick about my yeah. new idea for a social media platform where hit us with it. You can basically, it's like all the other ones, but you can upvote things mm-hmm. and, you, and it helps. And mm-hmm. then also, whenever anyone downvotes, it also sends it up more. <laughs> the goal is for people to click. They're like, no, I said down, down, down. And that the more down mm-hmm. you yeah. get, then the more ups you get. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Tell the, you don't t- tell people that don't that's tell a feature. Anyone. Yeah. 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 That's smart. But this has been Love About Town, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.